Hello everybody, Owen here and welcome to a brand new episode of Deep Diving. My guest on the podcast today is a little bit of a love-hate figure for me. Love because, well, he's a friend of mine, he's incredibly generous, he's talented, he's kind of handsome and an all-round rock star. Hate because anytime I compare my level of success to his, I come away feeling pretty sad and pathetic about the whole affair. His name is Connor McDonnell, he's a photographer from Liverpool and was recently added to the Forbes 30 Under 30 list. He's photographed everybody from Calvin Harris to Niall Horan, Ellie Goulding to recently David Attenborough in his role as the youngest ever photo ambassador for the World Wildlife Federation. He also shot Kim and Kanye's wedding on 24 hours notice. He's a warm soul. He's a real insight into a mad world I know very little about. So do enjoy. This is Deep Diving with Connor McDonnell. Hey, Connor McDonnell. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Are you hungover? No. Why would I be hungover? Well, because last night you imbibed many beverages. Foundational base was alcohol. Don't know what you're talking about. Okay, very don't good. Don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. Lies, lies. You're here on a personal trip. This isn't a professional trip. You just happen to give me some of your time. So On, on holiday, isn't it? The fact that you had a few drinks is okay. Don't know what you're talking about. Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, great to see you. you Thanks too. for giving me your time. Of course. Anytime you need my time, you can have it. That sounded really weird, but yeah. 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 Um, so I did I did uh, a little intro. I guess let's jump in. Let's jump in at the, the old biography setting scene. Okay. How did you get into photography first? And when did it go from, oh, I, I like taking pictures to, oh, shit, I can make a living out of this? Um, I started when I was 16. I got a camera for Christmas when I was like 15. Unsolicited? Did you ask for it, or did your I didn't really go? know what else to get for Christmas, and I like it. I was doing art for my, like my GCSEs in school, and um, didn't really know what to get. I didn't really need anything or want anything. And my dad suggested, like, what about a camera? And I was like, actually, yeah, cool. I'll get a camera. That can help with my art GCSE. But my teachers were very much like classic art teachers. So like, oh, sit there, draw that, paint that. No, photography is not real art. Blah blah blah. Whereas into like Banksy and all these you know photographers and things like that and basically the camera stayed in the box for like a year it came out occasionally if i went on holiday which wasn't often but or or like family parties and things like that and it stayed in the box and then when i was 16 there was a concert i really wanted to go to and it was uh an english rock band called the subways and do you remember them no it's a rock and roll queen yeah be my little rock and roll queen Edit that bit out where I'm singing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, but no, they were cool. I like the the really lovely people. But um, for some reason, I still to this day don't know what made me think about it. But I decided to find out who managed them, try and find like their management's website. And also, this is how far back it is. I mess found the actual band members' MySpace pages, messaged them, and was like, "Look, I really want to come photograph your band. It will help me with my art GCSE, which obviously wouldn't. But I figured like that might be it." You know, they might be like, oh, yeah, we'll help them out kind of thing. And amazingly, Charlotte, the bassist, messaged me back. Um, I didn't hear anything for a few weeks. And then she messaged me back a few days before the show. I was like, here's our manager's email. Um, I've told him, you know, you're down for you're down for a press pass. Just send him an email and just confirm it. And I was like, cool. That's and cool. That's, that's, that's nice sort, to hear. Yeah, that's sort of how it kind of started. And I, like this is how I had no... I mean, I had a very basic knowledge of like shutter speed and aperture and ISO on the camera, but I uh, I thought that the camera would do all the work. So I got there, and when you get press pass, normally if you're not working for the artist, it's first three songs in the pit, no flash. So halfway through the first song, I I mean, I just had the camera in automatic mode, 
So I'm like, I start looking through the photos during the first half. I'm like, oh my God, this is, it's not working. This is really bad. So I popped it into manual mode and that sort of began my obsession with photography. Okay, simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Is that what you keep doing as a teenager? Do you keep emailing random bands? Yeah, so I, yeah, I would literally be in school, not working. I'd be looking for PR people. I'd be looking for band members. I'd be looking for managers and labels like anyone that had sort of was playing in liverpool or like the northwest or manchester um over the next month or whatever i'd be email, trying to email everyone anyone doesn't even matter if they were like associate i'd be like oh can you pass me on to the if this if you're the wrong person to speak to can you pass me on to the right person and i'd get i'd send like 100 emails a day i get two replies one would be no the other be like oh maybe we'll think about it blah 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 and then eventually now, now, but give that to me in actual when i when you know like turn a phrase i send 100 emails a day oh no i legit legit sent like hundreds of emails a day to pr people like wow. yeah like i've I, so it almost kind of became like an obsession to the point where i was like it, it was like a challenge for me as like that band how do i figure out who is with them like who who's the person to speak to and i would scour the internet for a contact of some sort what age are you now 28 no no sorry what age are you? it's sorry then i should say oh then <laughs> like i was 16 that. yeah 16 okay yeah. and do you think it was your age that that people didn't bother writing back to you like did you tell them your age or did you try yeah to- I, I, no, i told them my age and i said I'm, I'm in school trying to you know do this for from a gcse's kind of thing um but i mean I found an email recently, actually, uh, that I actually sent to to Calvin, <laughs> to Calvin's manager, uh, about ten years ago. And looking at it, I'm surprised anyone replied to me. It's like it's there's no full stops, there's no punctuation, there's no capital. It's so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, as if anyone replied to me and took me seriously looking at it, but they did. So it's mad. Like if you if you were to pick, you've done loads of things that are worth noting. But if you were to pick five points of reference that everybody knows, Ellie Golding. Yeah, uh, Niall Horan. Yeah, Forbes thirteen under thirty. Yeah, Calvin Harris. Yeah, Kim and Kanye. Yeah, and and actually, let's go six. David Attenborough now. Yeah, like that. Even those six, and you've more behind that as well. There are people who will never, in their wildest dreams, get to do one of those. How do you go from being the sixteen-year-old kid who's who's sending emails, getting two replies out of a hundred, to yeah. having this body of work? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's been 10 years. It's not like it's been overnight. A lot of people think it was kind of just like, oh, it just happened. It- but even 10 years for, for your CV is a pretty it's a pretty nifty one decade. Like people yeah, who work true. three decades and still yeah. not get that kind of thing. Oh, that's weird calling it a decade. That makes me feel really old. Um, yeah, I don't know. It kind of, I don't I don't really know. It just sort of, it kind of snowballed. And what then was the it- first, I guess, what was the first what you would call big break. I mean, getting that first foot press pass was the big break. Yeah, because if, if they said no, then I would have been like, oh, well, I can't do that. I've got to go. I, I thought, oh, I've got to go to university to study photography to be able to do that and, you know, get in with, like, a newspaper or magazine or whatever. But, um, yeah, I guess that was my first big, big break, I guess. And then I guess the next sort of big step was actually, like, touring. It was, like, the next the first person I ever told was uh, James Morrison. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I worked with James for a little bit and then I started working with uh, Rita Ora for a bit. I started going like internationally with her and then the first time I like went to America was with Ellie. Like, well, went to America for work. Um, and when you, you're you saying these now and that sounds, you know, if you say it quite casually, but at the time, were you going, fuck, I'm... Yeah, I'm I mean, I still, I still I still, do every time I'm, you know, every time I'm in, I spend a lot of time in Vegas with Calvin, every time I'm, I'm there, I'm like, oh my God, like, this is mad. 
Like, I still have to take a step back. and Like, I was with David Attenborough two days ago, three days ago. And, yeah, like I said, weirdly, I've, I've sort of become his kind of go-to photographer for things. And even still, I never, ever, ever thought I'd get the chance to see him in person, let alone sort of, you know, become friends with him and get to work with him. Never in a million years. Even still, I'm like, oh, my God, this is mad. How is this happening? We'll talk about him in more detail. Let's, mm-hmm. let's I guess, zero in on some of the individual folks and their journeys. Yeah. So you are... You're Calvin's photographer, yeah, but you're also his close friend, yeah. Uh, how did how did that relationship come to pass? Uh, I met Calvin through Ellie Golden and Rita, um, and just a few other sort of like mutual friends. And I wasn't working with him, but like I sort of saw him around quite a bit because you know him and Ellie have songs together and things like that. And uh, always bump into him at kind of festivals. And I I reached out to him, actually. I saw he was playing Creamfields in Liverpool. And I was like, well, well why not? I'll just send him a message, see, see if he's about, you know, maybe grab a drink. I don't know. So I sent him a message like, hey, man, like, so you're in Liverpool. Like, do you want to, you know, I'm, I'm I'm at home. Like, give me a shout if you're about. And he's, I was like, oh, also, if you, if you need a photographer, I don't want, I don't know if you have a photographer or not. I don't want to step on anyone's toes. But if, if not, then let me know. I'd love to come and photograph the show. And he, he just messaged straight back. and was like, actually... I've been thinking about like I need a photographer because I need to shoot some like artwork from a from a new album. Um, he's like, yeah, come along. I was like, cool. So I, ba- I basically just went along kind of like to see him and as as like a friend, but then ended up photographing him. And after that, he's like, these pictures are class. Like, do you want to come on tour with me? But I'm going to Australia next month, and then we're going to South America, and then we're going around America and and all this. And I was like, but yes. at, at that stage, he wasn't the like the juggernaut Calvin. No, he, he, he was, no, he was still he was still pretty big. Uh, he he just released uh, eighteen months, which is is that massive album that broke all of Michael Jackson's records and things like that. So he, he was big, but um, I, I mean, I don't you know, I know I know how big he is, but I don't see him like he's a normal guy. Like he's just yeah, good yeah. at what he does. Yeah. yeah. And so he moved to Vegas. Has he moved to Vegas? No, he lives in Los Angeles. Lives in Los Angeles. Yes. And he asked you to go over with him. Yeah. So. When I mean he has a residency in Las Vegas, so he plays in in a club uh, in Las Vegas a, a lot. And being a photographer, obviously, he, you know I'm supposed to be at every show. So I was living in London for a, uh, a while, and I'd be flying back and forth quite a lot. Uh, it wasn't for every show, but it was quite consistent. Yeah. And it got to the point where we were both a bit like, this is. <laughs> This is quite intense, like uh, flying to Vegas for Friday night for a few hours, then flying back to London the next day. And he was like, would you ever consider moving out to Los Angeles? He's like, "Uh, you know, we can we can sort out, you know, sort out the visa and things like that. And I was like, do you know what? Why not? Like, see what happens. And yeah, that's why I moved to L.A. And this quite a famous nightclub in Vegas, Omnia. Omnia, yeah. He plays, he's played other clubs. But yeah, Hakkasan as well, and Wet Republic, the pool party. And, yeah. But it, given, right, it's 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 these three venues that mm-hmm. it kind of rotates through. Yeah. How many photos can you take of that show? You know what I mean? Like, is yeah, there... I think I think uh, I get asked that a lot. I try and change it up as much as I can, um, which I still find new ways to shoot it, which sounds weird because it is, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. Same place every um, every week, but uh, no, I still managed to mix it up and figure it out. And I think that's why he, he likes having me around because I'm always trying something new, and I'm always I'm not just gonna settle for the same old shots because I've already got them. So why not figure something else out and, and do it? Yeah. yeah, he's kind of an enigma in that he doesn't do a lot of press. No, what, what, what's your insight into why he chooses to kind of st- step back? He doesn't need to. His music speaks for itself. Yeah, you know, he, he's incredible 
musician, songwriter, producer. And yeah, I think he just lets his music speak for himself. Is he like, is he, not a recluse might be too strong a word, but is he, he seems to really keep himself to himself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the same. I like to keep myself to myself. Um, I think he just, he doesn't need to be, you know, I think he doesn't feel like he needs to be in the sort of press or whatever, you know. It's it's not fun to be in the press. (laughs) No, it's it's really not. A lot of downsides, yeah. And I think if he, you know, if you you want to stay away from it, then there's ways you can and, and he does, so why not? I don't blame him. I really don't blame him. I can't. I don't have the figures off the top of my head. But certainly two years ago, he was on, I think it was the Times Rich List as the Mm -hmm. the highest earning musician in the world. Which is just, like, it's it's truly phenomenal. Given he doesn't tour a whole lot. Mm -hmm. When you're around, and not just Calvin, but I guess artists in general, but Calvin being the obvious touchstone. When you're around that kind of wealth... Does it become does it become normal to you? Like I guess you know he has a jet. Mm. When you go with him, I assume you go in fine style. It's the and he doesn't strike me as a materialistic person yeah, either. But no, when you not. have when you're around that level of wealth, does it does it distort your own perception of what normal um, is? I I don't think so. I think uh, it could other people, but for me, it's it doesn't bother. Money's never bothered me in any sense and even even still like even people like him and the people I the people I work with they're never like flashy they're not like that kind of yeah you know oh let's just go and drop 20 grand in a club with all these bottles of champagne it's it's not like that at all with him yeah. it's just like say he's, he's a normal guy you know Ellie's like a normal girl as well people like that it's like I've been very lucky in the sense of the people I work with have never been that kind of persona I guess but um no, it, it doesn't really. Dist- you know, yeah. you, I mean, some obviously sometimes I take it. I'd like I say I take a step back whenever I'm flying on like a private jet or whatever. I'm like, this is mad. Like, how have I ended up sat here in this place? I'm on a private jet. It's that type of things is you see it in movies when you you know growing up, but you'd never ever assume that one day, oh, I'm gonna go on a private jet. I have done. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. Speaking of private jets, you you mentioned I didn't know this actually. We've known each other a while, but I, I you mentioned before we started recording here that you were in Davos. Yeah, for the the big international city world economic world forum, leaders, yeah. the world economic yeah. forum, exactly that. What was your impressions of Davos? Uh, it was interesting. Uh, I found it. I mean, I was there with uh, Sir David. Um, he did an incredible speech. It was for the launch of Our Planet. It was like it yeah. was part of the build up for that, the press, and he did a talk with uh, Prince William, and it, that was incredible. But the rest of it, I kind of find, I don't know, I've, I left feeling a bit weird because there's a lot of world leaders there. There's a lot of high-ranking politicians, you know, very sort of important people. But it was kind of like, they're all there, but they're not really doing anything. They're all there talking about climate. Like the year I went last year and it was the big thing because like Greta Thunberg was there and the big thing was talking about climate change. But they'd never, they'd, every, the airport was filled with private jets. It was filled with... You know, people flying in and out for the day, helicopters, and it's like they're all there talking about climate change, but I, it didn't feel like anyone's kind of doing anything. They're kind of talking about it for the sort of like clout, I guess. For you know, to, yeah, it, that's that's how I felt. I, I left feeling a bit weird. I was like, I don't think I like it there. I don't know a whole lot about mm. your politics, but from the bit I do know, I think you're you're you left leaning. Yeah, uh, and you know maybe a social social tinge in there, mm-hmm. and I guess when you're yeah when you're amongst the the most powerful people in the world who can affect change yeah even if it's only a small glimpse behind the curtain yeah it, it, I mean it was interesting to see like like um, 
we were talking before about uh, I was sat in like sort of a restaurant there, and all of a sudden this guy with an earpiece comes over. It's like a, it was a big table where I sat on, but the rest of the place was was free. He's like, are these seats free? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, cool, okay. Do you mind if someone sits here? I'm like, no, no, go ahead. And it wasn't him sat there, but Tony Blair and some American politician came over and they were chatting. I'm like, this is a weird place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, I'd say, uh, you said it, I'd say uh, he should be in jail. He's oh, yeah, a war 100%. criminal. Yeah. How was Greta Thunberg? Did you cross paths with her? Yeah, I met her very briefly. Um, I mean, this was before she was... I mean, she was this is right pretty, before it kicked off. She, her. Yeah, she did a, a really imp, like powerful speech at Davos that year, uh, and it kind of like she definitely like blew up after that. Like I think when I met her, she I remember looking at her Instagram and she had I think it was like eighty or ninety thousand followers, and then after that weekend she had over a million, and it was uh, she was very nice. She was she's very quiet, um, but then again she's she was fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, and it's like. Um, yeah. When I think back of when I was that age, let alone being as big as she is and on the world stage talking in front of all these like people that can literally change the world, I would not be able to do what she does. <laughs> and did you get the impression, and it kind of doesn't matter because the work she's doing is so important, but one thing that's been said is, is she kind of the front or the face of a big machine? I don't think she is. No, not at all. Like when she was there, it was just her and her dad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously now she has, well, from what I gather, I don't know, I've not met her since I don't talk to her or know her, but from what I gather, she has like a person in charge of her press and things like that. But I don't think she's the face of a big, I think she, it's become something that she didn't expect. I don't think anyone expected it to become, she's literally become the like the face of a generation. Yeah. And this massive movement, which is incredible. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's. It was just her and her dad. Yeah, it wasn't like yeah, this, yeah. It's it's like she did it because she wanted to. Like, yeah, and it's become this huge thing that I don't think anyone expected it to become. No, yeah, it is a movement. Yeah, um, you said you were there with Sir David Attenborough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the word icon gets bandied around. I mean, yeah, he's a lot. An absolute legend. Isn't but he is iconic. Yeah, yeah he is, um, and his legacy is already assured. Mm-hmm. Um, how did how did you come to work with him? Uh, so I came to work with Sir David through uh, WWF charity. Uh, I'm an ambassador for them, and so is he. Uh, and it was kind of yeah, just just sort of through that and me sort of expressing that I want to work with them. And so did you put the feelers out? Yeah, to I mean, WWF? yeah. So there's WWF. Um, they w- produced a series that came out last year called Our Planet. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Incredible series, and I mean been working on it for years with uh, a production company called Silverback Productions who I'm good friends with now but um they'd been working on it for years and years and years um because these things don't have they don't get filmed overnight it takes yeah, sure. a long time to film them and when I heard about this was happening I was like that's really cool and then they were like oh so David's going to narrate it and he's going to do things I was like oh I want to get involved on this because you know I, I love doing wildlife stuff as well and yeah it kind of just happened f- through that and what's he like beyond he's like, exactly how you'd imagine him yeah yeah everyone's like everyone always asks me that everyone's like what's he like is he is he cool is he nice it's like he's exactly how you'd imagine he's he is what he is he's an absolute lovely man is he mischievous is there a is there a uh, wicked sense of humor there is no he he's funny he is funny yeah. he's 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 funny he can be cheeky sometimes it's, it's it's a good laugh and do you talk to him about like what he's trying to achieve do you talk to Just, him about like is he optimistic is he is he pessimistic Are no I, I think he's optimistic i think especially with especially all the greta stuff he sees what's going on he sees the youth people sort of 
banding together to create change and i mean it, like especially over the past 12 months it's never been like that it's, it's you know this this it's on everyone's mind now partly down to greta but um yeah i mean we, we talk about all sorts like he funnily enough talks to me about going on tour with people because that to him is a totally different world so he wants to know everything about like going on tour like why why do these artists need photographers kind of thing it's like yeah, it's it's interesting. That is, there's a question. Why do artists need photographers? Because if say say Ellie or Calvin or Niall or whoever is yeah. going on tour, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same. It's not to say the photos themselves aren't incredible photos, mm-hmm. but it's kind of the same stage every night. It's yeah, it's looking out to a crowd of faces. Yeah, I mean, of course you can get a few different shots and whatnot, but yeah. could you not get the, all those shots in three nights? Uh, I guess so. I think the reason people, the musicians have their own personal photographers is because they're comfortable around them, and especially it's not particularly just the stuff on stage. It's also the candid stuff backstage. That if you just brought in a random guy or random girl, sorry, random person, because um, there's some amazing female photographers, um, random like photographer every night, you'd you'd still be a bit like, oh, I don't really know this person, and they're sort of in my dressing room. This is a bit weird. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. So you get that. Over time, when you work with them, you you know you build up this relationship with them, and and they become comfortable with you. You you know, and you can, yeah. Does and that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So so say you're, is there like a, a sit down meeting at the start? Because you've got like personal relationships with mm-hmm. most of the people you've worked with. Is there a sit down meeting at the start of a tour or whatever? Saying, I don't want. You know, if I have guests backstage, I don't want that. Or if nah. are there parameters set, I've, or I've do you ne- judge that? I've never had that. I've had friends that have had like a list of stuff they can and can't photograph on. So like, but I think if someone did that to me before a tour, I'd be like, "No, nah, I'm good. I don't need to do this. I don't. I don't. Oh, really? Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't like someone to be like very fussy. If that makes sense. Um, I've been. I've been really. I'm like. Let me. I'll just be like. Let me do my job. Like I know what I'm doing. Just you know. I mean. I get sometimes there's parameters, but I'm. I. I feel like I'm a good judge of when to not take a picture and when to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean if someone's backstage talking to someone, I'm not going to be running up and like, oh, bam, 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 I'm taking shots. Like, I'd do it in a way that I know they're comfortable with me doing it. Um. Yeah. But no, I've never. I've never. Sorry. Before, like, I've done it all. I've never had someone sit me down and be like, okay, we need this, this, this. You know, like, I think they, if, say, before, every time I do a show with, like, Calvin, for example, I'll be like, is there anything particular you want from tonight? He's like, no, it's cool, I trust you. Like, yeah, okay. I know, I know you're going to get what I, what I want, so, yeah. Okay, you might wince at this question, but I'm going for it. Yeah. What kind of money are we talking for a tour with an artist? Uh, and, like, and you've done different tours at different levels, so I'm not asking you individually, what did this person pay you? Yeah. What would be, at someone like you, at your level, with those kind of artists... Um, it's a tricky question because uh, I get a lot of uh, I, a lot of people weirdly ask me this, but um, like I try and help out other photographers as well because it's never there's no like set rate. There's no like oh you're doing this tour, this is how much you should be paid. But um, I'm extremely lucky to be able to make command it, make loads it, of money. No, no. <laughs> um, no, I you know I make a, a decent living. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, I tell you. What, okay, well, without <laughs> asking you, I'd say a younger photographer with less experience. Than mm-hmm. you, what's a let's pick a mid-level band or a mid like someone like you know who's solid but is is not is not Beyonce, Ollie Murs, right? Yeah, lovely guy, lovely guy. Yeah, 
a young photographer emails you and says, Ollie Murs wants me to do a 20-date mm-hmm. tour of the UK and Ireland and Europe, yeah. whatever. Yeah. How much should I ask for? Uh, <laughs> I'd be still looking at like a, a, a decent amount. But then the thing is, you get labels and management being the, trying to, you know, because the people that are out there that do it for free, and that's what drives down the price of everything. But, yeah. Oh, and okay, well, there's an interesting question. How do you feel about about people offering their services for free to get the to get the nod on their CDs? I um, I don't mind it because I when I started, that's I, I did it as a hobby. I'd never thought I'd get paid for it, but I would never have done, I never have done a tour for like a, a big stint for free. Like that is working for free in that capacity is is. Yeah, you should never do that. No matter what the opportunity is, like you should know what your worth is. And yeah. if, if if you're gonna like, no one would turn up to a, an office. No, you wouldn't have a politician or whatever turn up. Be like, oh, I want to be a politician. I'm gonna do this month long trip where I'm gonna be working day in day out, be on constantly, uh, and do it for free. You wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. Yeah, and it, and then and I guess the ink to that yang is would would some young budding photographer go, what the hell? I love. Ollie well, yeah, I you know you do travel with you them, do, get my hotels. Yeah, exactly. And food yeah, and, you get people doing it just because they they for the sake of being on tour with so and so, and it's a bit like yeah, okay, but still now whenever they come back to you, they're going to be expecting that for free. Yeah, yeah, you will never be able to get a decent wage or you know decent payday from that person because you've put yourself out there and you've gone as low as you can. You're working for free. Yeah. So when you turn around to them, be like, actually, I'll do it, but I want, you know, I want five grand for this, this whatever. Um, and they'll be like, hang on, you've been doing this for free. Yeah, yeah. Why Why would we pay you when we can just, we, we'll be able to find someone else that can do it for free. Yeah, back seven. To yeah, it's, it's, you're not helping yourself. You're not helping anyone else. How on earth did you end up doing Kim and Kanye's wedding? <laughs> um, I mean, that is, yeah. that was, I'm sure, the biggest gig in the world that year. Yeah, it was a big, it was quite big. Um, I ended up doing, I mean, I've never, I'm not a wedding photographer. I don't like, shoot, I've never wanted to be a wedding photographer. No offense to wedding photographers out there. But um, for me, that's just boring. Yeah, yeah it's not my, not my vibe. How is it but, boring? Isn't it capturing beautiful moments between people uh, on their most special on. day? Yeah, sure. You cynical, whatever. It's, cynical it's, man. Yeah, nah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> but for me, I'm just like, nah, I'd rather do something else. But um, I met... A photographer called Nabil uh, in Los Angeles, and Nabil is one of my favorite photographers. He is actually Kanye's photographer. He's known Kanye since before he was signed. He actually got past a mixtape on the street one time. This is a really cool story. So Nabil met Kanye. He someone passed him, I assume Kanye um, passed him a mixtape on the street in Chicago. And we're talking years ago, and he listened to it and was like, "Oh my god, this is this is cool." Uh, I really like this. And he googled Kanye West, and KanyeWest.com was available to buy. So he bought Kanye West. He bought the domain. And I think just on it, he just said, it, you know, just put his email contact on it. So if you typed in Kanye West.com, it just said like Nabil, whatever his email was. Crafty man. And a few months later, Kanye got signed and he got an email from Interscope or whoever it was that signed Kanye at the time. And they were like, oh, we want to buy this domain. Like how much do you want? And he basically responded and was like, don't want anything for it, but I wanted, I'll give it to you if I can do his first press shoot. And so, wow. yeah, yeah, it's clever. So they were like, all right, cool. And later that day, he ended up shooting Kanye and has been with him since. But anyway, so I met Nabil. That's, that's amazing. It's a cool story. Yeah, it's really cool. Lovely guy as well. Absolute legend. Insane photographer. Uh, I'd met him in LA 
and I didn't realize it was him. And then when I when it like sort of clicked, I was like, oh my god, like you're the Nabil, like shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's amazing. And we sort of exchanged details. And I was, you know, because I was coming back out to LA a few weeks later, and he was like, yeah, we'll meet up and go for a drink. But um, I got back. I was still living at home in Liverpool with my mum and dad, and I woke up to about fifteen missed calls from him, and I'm like. This is weird. Like, why isn't the bill calling me all the time? And then he, he, I was like, oh, I'll just call him. It was like four or five in the morning. I was like, I'll call him back later. And then he texts me and was like, really need to speak to you. Like, answer your phone. I'm like, oh my God, have I done done something wrong? Like, what's going on? And so I called him straight back and he was just like, got a job tree in Europe tomorrow. I need to know right now. Can you do it? And I'm like, morning. Like, how are you? And he's like, <laughs> I need to know right now. Are you free? Like, come on. I was like, well, I'm not doing anything. He's like, does that mean you're free? Yes or no? I was like, well, yes. He's like, cool, I'll call you back in a bit. And he sent over a confidentiality agreement. So that's when I knew it was like with someone pretty, because you only sort of get those when it's like with a big artist or big, you know, personality, big celebrity kind of thing. Um, it said it was in Florence. It, had, it didn't say who it was or what it was. But I think if, I, if I'd, I didn't really follow, I still don't, but I don't, didn't really like follow the whole Kardashian thing um yeah. i think if i if i did i would have been like oh my god i would have put two and two together and be like kanye kardashian florence wedding ah oh, okay but um so i signed it sent it back to him i tried calling him went straight to voicemail so text him weirdly went through and then that's that's when he messaged i was like i've just tried calling you like why isn't it he's like oh i'm on a flight i'm coming over to europe as we speak i'm like oh right okay cool uh i've signed his confidentiality agreement like what is it this, this is all over text and he just replies kanye's wedding i'm like okay cool uh, am I? I just automatically assumed that I was like assisting him or helping him out, or that he needed a hand. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, what do you need? Like, do you, want, do you need me to get anything? He's like, what you want about? He's like, you're shooting it. I was like, shooting it with you, or you know. And he uh, he was like, nah, I'm gonna take a small point and shoot camera. You know, it's, but it's you know, it's one of my best friends' weddings. I just want to have fun. He's like, you're my guy. You're shooting it. And I I just responded. I was like. You realize I've never photographed a wedding before. Last time I was at a wedding, I was four years old, and it was my auntie's, and I don't remember it because I was four years old. But uh, also, and, and, also, I don't own a suit. <laughs> so, sorry, one sec, right? So, like, if that's actually how it went down, uh-huh. he could have gone, oh, you're right, actually. Maybe I should get someone who's done more weddings. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Like, were you aware you could talk yourself out of it? Yeah, well, I'm, 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 I'm a very sort of upfront person, I guess, say how it is, and I, I didn't want him to be like, I didn't know if he if he knew my work or not, but uh, I knew he knew I was a photographer, obviously. But I didn't know, you know. I was I was just honest, like I was just like, yeah, I've never shot a wedding before. Are you sure you want me to do it, kind of thing? And yeah, he was just like, yeah, I didn't even own. Like I said, I said I didn't even own a suit, and he was like, nah. He he just responded. He's like, it's cool. I trust you. You're my guy. Make sure you have a suit. And that was it. Okay, so what happens then? So then, I was still, yeah, I was still living at home in Liverpool, and funnily enough, my car was in the garage, so I couldn't even get out of the house, because where, where, where we live is a bit rural, um, couldn't even get out to go and get a suit, so I called my mum, who's a primary school teacher, she finishes at 3.30, I called her bang on 3.30, and I'm like, mum, I need you to come home, I need to go into Liverpool, to, I need to go get a suit, and she's like, what's going on, what's going on, I was like, I can't, I'll tell you when you get home, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you on the phone, because... I I was just like I don't I can't tell anyone about this like I just need to she came home like mum I've got a massive job tomorrow it's Kim and Kim and Kanye I'm shooting Kim and Kanye's wedding 
And I don't think she realized like how big it was at the time. Um, so she's like, "Oh, that's nice." She's song. like, "Oh yeah, cool." Like Kanye is is that the rapper? And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And she's like, "Who's who's who's the girl?" I'm like, "It's Kim Kardashian." And she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I, I, I sort of know who that is." I'm like, "Cool." I was like, "Doesn't matter. Like, just let's go into Liverpool. So go into Liverpool, buy a suit, come home." Pack all my gear, blah blah blah. I'm up. I, I remember I was up all night because I was just busy prepping and, and things like that. Um, and then I went straight to the airport in the morning. I was on a flight at like five or six a.m. Landed first person at the wedding, yeah, last person to leave. And 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 I assume if you look at any wedding, the photographer is chatting to the bride and groom yeah, yeah. all of the time. Mm-hmm. What do you want? How do you want it? Yeah. What was the first meeting you had? With so you? when when I got there, they took everyone's phones off them um, because they, yeah, it was that kind of, that kind of thing. Which Even the guests yeah. or just the staff? No, no, like ev- everyone's. Um, I think purely because they didn't want it like sort of getting out. There was sure. paparazzi like trying to get in everywhere, but they couldn't because... It was on security lockdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot of security. But uh, so when I got there, I my only point of contact was Nabil, and I couldn't get in touch with him. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to do what I assume wedding photographers do, or well, you know what what I. So I just started just sort of walking around, photographing people setting up and and things like that. And then the wedding planner came running over to me, and she was like, like, can I help you? I'm like, oh, I'm Connor. She's like, oh my god, yeah, Connor. Nabil's been trying to get in touch with you, and I'm like well, I don't have a phone on me. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, Kim, he wants you to, f- like, Kim and her family are about to arrive. Like, can you, can you, you, you know, Captain go go up to them? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, cool. So I go up to the room where where Kim and the family and her sisters and stuff are about to arrive. And I'm I'm just sort of in there like, okay, twiddling my thumbs, waiting for them to come. And then, yeah, a few minutes go by and she's... The and sorry, f- it's just at this point, are you feeling, given you've never done a wedding before... Mm-hmm. You've arrived, the paparazzi are trying to get in, you're surrendering the phone. Mm-hmm. I assume you're looking around at this incredible splendor. Yeah, it's are a you getting location. obviously you're getting a sense of the scale of it. Are you nervous at this point? Nah, not really. I don't really get nervous. It's weird. Um I uh, I was kind of just like it was it was just a job. I didn't really it I didn't the days that it's a job. I'm not I don't I'm not gonna let it like bother me by the sort of scale of it yes it was it was big but the only time I sort of got nervous was at the end of the day when I noticed people leaving and I was like oh my god like it's kind of done like have I have, have I was kind of like have I done what I need to do have I got yeah. the right shots but anyway going back to that um so she walked in the room I'd never met before it was the first yeah. time I ever met and and she was kind of a bit like can I help you and I'm like oh I'm Connor and she's like oh my god Connor thank you so much for doing it last minute because it was the day before the wedding I got asked to do it um, she's like thank you so much for doing this last minute blah blah and I, I said to her I was like look I've never worked with you before I'm like I said I'm quite I, I think I know when to take a step back and not take any pictures blah blah and she's like no 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 don't worry any uh, you know anything you want to take pictures of do it if anyone tells you no send them straight to me and I'll tell them otherwise and straight away that just like put me at ease because I was just like she's saying that on her wedding day she's like send people to me if they, if you've got a problem and I'll sort it out I'm like cool yeah nice yeah so that just put me at ease straight away and that was fine um, Kanye is he's a peculiar fish it depends what day of the week you catch him on how was he I assume did, did, uh, honestly, did you seek him out for directions as well like yeah so I went and, I went down and photographed him and his best men getting ready uh, and like his, his friends but I genuinely believe that because there was no one taking, no other photos taken on the day. There was no film crew there. It was nothing. It was just them and their close friends. Like, a really beautiful day, beautiful scenery, beautiful setting. 
I genuinely believe that I saw like the re- it wasn't like the show them. I saw the real them, and they were absolutely lovely. Like and yeah, he was as nice as as as, as he could have been. It but was like even I heard James Corden talk about. Did you see the amazing air pool karaoke they did? Oh, on the plane with the, the, plane the with Sunday Kanye service thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I heard James Corden being interviewed about that, and I think he's got quite a warm rapport with Kanye. Yeah, but he also said like the man's a hyper perfectionist. Yeah, and he would he would make his thoughts on every single aspect of yeah. that shoot known. Like, did he have uh, this is what I want from you? No, nothing. Chat, no, 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 none of that. I think he 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 obviously has this trust with Nabil, and I think if if he's like Nabil's like, oh, this is the guy that I want. He's like, yeah, cool. You had the stamp. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. and like I say, like, I've never had any of them being like, oh, I need this, I need, we need that, we need that. I was, it was basically just a free, free-for-all, I guess, kind of thing. And where did the photos, who released them? Did Kim and Kanye release them? They didn't sell them to a publication. No, no, they? No. no, they didn't sell them. Um, they put them on, Kim put them on Instagram, because he doesn't have, it. Uh, well, actually, I think he has Instagram out, does he? Or he does occasionally, and then deletes it, I think, but um, <laughs> he, he tweeted it, but um, she posted them, and then it went, really big and one of them became the most liked photo on Instagram for a while for a year or so many likes can you remember it was 2.4 million which now is nothing but back then that was like before that the most was I think what year was that this was five years ago five years ago six years ago and what what does so Kim puts them out Kanye puts them out Mm -hmm. it's the biggest wedding in the world yeah the biggest news story in the world yeah beyond transcends entertainment actually yeah pop culture what does it do for you and your career well, for starters, my mum and dad realised how big of a job it was after that. So <laughs> I, remember, I remember my dad picking me up from the airport, actually, and I was so tired because I had not slept. Uh, I basically came from the wedding to the airport kind of thing and just was knackered. And I remember being in the car, my dad was like, he's like, I know you're tired. Like, he's like, but that was quite a big job, wasn't it? And I was like, he's like I saw it on the news. And I was like, yeah, I think it was a pretty big one. Um, <laughs> I'll never forget that moment, but... Um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, it definitely gave me a big boost in my career. Uh, I'm now that wedding photographer guy. Yeah. Uh, not that I shoot weddings. I've only shot one wedding since. But, um, but yeah, it, it definitely got my name out there, I guess. And One thing I'm sure everyone listening will pick up from you is you're very kind of nonchalant. You're very chilled out. I'm a very chilled guy, yeah. Did you use... I didn't rinse it, no. Rinse I mean, it. I could have. I didn't want it. I didn't want to be that. Why not? Pers- uh, it's not me. I don't... Like, it's just momentum, though. It doesn't seem yeah, cynical to do uh, that. But even, like- even still, it's just... I, I kind of feel like I'd be using them for my gain, which is I don't doesn't sit well with me. Like, I don't like that. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're uh, saying. I guess, like, you... You took the photos. You were paid. Yeah, to do I was a job. there to you do a job, job, and that's it. Like, it so happens that's it. the job is high profile. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Job yeah. done. Job done. I don't need to. I don't need to use it for. I mean, I like to say I could have, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people would have in that situation. But for me, it just it, it wouldn't sit well with me. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like that. I don't. I Who wouldn't. was there? It was just a, like close friends and family. So yeah. It wasn't a big no, 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 it wasn't no, no, job. no, not at all, not at all. Because uh, everyone's always like, "Oh, I bet you blah 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 there, blah blah." blah. I was like, "No, it's just yeah, just it was. It wasn't like a massive wedding, but it was a really nice wedding." Yeah. Um, you mentioned the paparazzi trying to get in. Mm-hmm. Paparazzi culture in general. Ugh. Do you know? Do you know any paparazzi photographers? No, 
No. Um, I know of them. I know a few to some degree. Like I've ever seen them, I'm like, oh, that's that person because you see them all like around. Like, but when, yeah, it's like that for me is a nah. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that whole. It's not a culture, but you like. I don't I kinda, like it. Yeah, kind of is. Kind of is. It's. It's. I've seen it bad as well. Like when I've been with artists, like you got like fifteen. <laughs> 15 people following you all day you know you get in a car they they're on mopeds behind you don't care about anyone else they're cutting through red lights to you know jumping out in front of you doing this you go out for dinner you come out it's dark and all you get blinded by is just flashes in your face people and they don't move they're just there they're like trying to and he's like can you just let us get let us be a person let us just get in the car let us you know it's uh yeah. Nah, I don't. I don't like it. And like, like uh, my old housemate, she's a TV presenter. Um, we used to know her. Yeah, Laura. Oh, sorry. Yes, Whitmore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to live with Laura uh, in London, and yeah, like she was doing uh, Strictly Come Dancing, and there'd be paparazzi waiting outside the house. Yeah. Like they'd be they'd be sat in the car, waiting for her to leave, and I'm like, that's not that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, like a big. Big men waiting for a woman to come out and following her all day. Like if that was like a no, like a normal. Well, Laura's obviously normal, but like if that was like a day to day. Oh, there's that girl. I'm just gonna go follow her. The police would be involved. They'd be like, yeah. you'd, you'd have a restraining order, but, but the fact they've got a camera means they're allowed to do it. That's that's not right. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. It's a weird social contract, yeah. actually, isn't it? Yeah. Also, it's like, what what are you doing with your life? The fact that you're just gonna sit outside this girl's house and wait for her and then just photograph her. And she doesn't know you're there photographing it. Like, come on. Like, that's... Nah, that doesn't what about, sit well. Because you lived for a little while with Ruby Rose, didn't you, in LA? Yeah, yeah. I lived there for a year. Um, Orange is the New Black actress. Yeah. Uh, actor now. Love, lovely woman. Was it the same there? Did the paps know where she lived? No, we never... No, we actually didn't. I think... I don't think they knew where she lived. I think where we lived, it was kind of up in the hills and stuff. It's a bit out of yeah, okay. LA. But, um, no, I mean, we went out a few times. Like, we went to, like... We went to went to see you too, funnily enough, and there was like paparazzi there and stuff, and yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, there's Ruby," blah blah blah. But it wasn't as aggressive as it was. Really, uh, less not, aggressive in LA. Well, the experiences I had, I mean, obviously, obviously, she's there's been times where she's had, just, you know, like a, it's been quite aggressive. But what I saw there wasn't as bad. I mean, we never had people camping out, like waiting outside the house. Yeah, yeah. that never happened. Pretty much everyone who's been on the podcast who spent some time in LA professionally, I always ask them about it because. There's, there's 20 different answers. Everyone has mm-hmm. such a different LA experience. What's yours? Uh, so I technically live there. I have done for three or four years now. Uh, I have a like love-hate relationship with LA. I've never fully loved it. I, do, it's, I think it's the mentality people have when they go there. Everyone's chasing something and they will go out their way most people anyway particularly go out of the way it doesn't matter what they do they'll step on your you know they'll step on your toes if the if it means they get what they want and I, I i don't like that yeah okay i mean yeah fair play like try and you know make it you know do what you want to do but don't put other people out for the sake of your gain i mean maybe that's just the way i was brought up but i don't know i just don't like that is it as superficial as as you would be led to believe or you might imagine it can be Depends what circles you're in. I'm very lucky that a lot of my, you know, some of my really close friends are out there. They're all, most of them are British. Um, so I'm quite lucky that the people I hang out with are 
solid, good friends. But so is it the Yanks that are? A I, bit don't, more? I don't even think it's that. I think it's just. Yeah, I think if you if you go there and to live, you need a solid crew because you can get caught up in it very quickly and very easily and become like that. Caught up in what though? Caught up in the. Caught up in the, you know just going out, partying, like kind of not really getting anything done, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Don't get me wrong, like I've, I've, you know, I've gone out and you know, partied and things like that, but I've never got fully caught up in it. And when I notice myself sort of being like that, I'm like, whoa, chill, like calm down, full of back, yeah, yeah. I think, it, like I say, yeah, it's easy to get caught up in it. Go out, oh, there's a, there's a party tonight. There's a party there. Let's do that. Let's do this. Let's, uh, nah. Uh, maybe that's my age now as well. I feel like I'm getting old to do that. Yeah, you're so old. Yeah, you're so old. <laughs> And what's your what's your favorite photo you've ever taken? Um, there's one that is just before my granddad had got my camera, and um, one Christmas I, I I was a few years ago I was scrolling going through my hard drives and I found like a folder of just like pretty much the first photos I ever took on that camera, and I never thought I'd taken a picture of my granddad and there's one picture on there of him smiling looking really happy that I'd taken. And it really just like hit me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I took that, and I, that is my favorite photo I've ever taken. Okay, it's quite sentimental. Yeah, no, I love it. But um, well, let's well let, let let's do three then. So that's your favorite. Let's yeah, say that's your favorite overall and personal. Uh, okay. Let's do your favorite music photo and your favorite wildlife. Photo. Favorite music photo, I guess, is uh, there's there's two that come to mind. There's uh, there's Calvin in South America. I think we were. Yeah, South America. I think we were in Brazil. And he's sort of crouched down behind the, the, the decks on stage yeah. just before he's about to go on. And it's like that, like, it's a real, like, raw moment of him. He's, he's not looking at camera. He's sort of just, like, sort of getting in the zone. And it's real, it just feels like a real raw moment. And behind that desk, you wouldn't know because you don't see them, but there's about 200,000 people that he's about to play to. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it's just, it's like you wouldn't have any idea that the, 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 that was the biggest crowd I've ever seen him play to. It was massive. I think it was even more. I think it was about a quarter of a million people. Um, and it's just, it's just this real, like, raw moment that no one else gets to see besides me because no one else is on stage, like, when he's there. It's, yeah. it's only me in the booth with him. It's only me doing that. And, yeah, that, that for me, that's a real special photo. And there's another one I took of Ellie at Wembley Stadium. And she's, it's the very last moment of one of the last, uh, Burn, she used to, she plays guitar when she's doing it. And there's this one moment where she's just jumping in the air with a guitar. She's banging the center of stage. There's the whole sold out Wembley. There's like 80,000 people and she's just in the air. And that, that's a cool photo. I think it's in, they, they bought a print of it actually you know, to put in Wembley. I think it's in there still. Oh, Wembley bought a print of it. Yeah. Dead. So it's, it's still in, they bought a big print of it. Yeah. And then on the wildlife frontier. Wildlife. Uh, I mean, there's. I mean, I mean, it's not wildlife, but there's uh, any any pictures of Sir David. Obviously, um, I just shot the artwork for his uh, the new movie coming out of him. Uh, I did a portrait session with him, and that's a real special photo for me personally because of of him and what yeah. it is. Any time there's polar bears, like they're my favorite animal. Like I always feel extremely lucky to be able to see them because not many people. Well, people do, but it's how it's, close have you gotten? Or would you be shooting long lens? Close, no, I've been close enough. Um, Fifty meters, maybe. Okay. On foot as well. Um, and do they do they get antsy around? Do they? It depends. You need to be able to judge. I yeah. wouldn't just walk straight up to it like that. Um, that's me with people that understand the bears and, how, and their behavior. Yeah. Like you would, I would never suggest. Oh, walk up to that because. Uh, 
it's not going to end well if you just yeah, do that. Well. Um, but no, doing it to a respectable distance and respecting the bear itself and yeah, not right. not distract you know not riling it up or anything. No, never do anything like that. You've got to got to respect nature, man. <laughs> and very finally. One that artist. sounded so hippie. No, you yeah, got to respect yeah, nature, man. <laughs> got to respect it, man. One artist you haven't shot that you would love to shoot. Someone, I, I mean, I love photographing pop stars, like female pop stars, because it's always fun. There's always a mat, like big production, like it's always a bit different every night, kind of thing. I, I'd, I'd like to photograph someone like Ariana Grande, okay, or, or like Selena, or. I mean, I photographed, I photographed her before, but do her, Lipa, like, she's lovely as well, like, she's really and fun. And could you, is this how it goes when your CV is at a certain level? Would you just ask them? No, because they all have their own photographers, and I don't want to step on their toes, so, I, you know, I, if they want to ask me, then cool. But that's, I, that's how it I, works, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm, I, you know, it's like, I don't want to put someone else out of a job because I want to photograph them, it's not... Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, other people probably would do that, but for me, I'm just like, nah... And just like that, we hugged it out, said our goodbyes, and Connor headed to the airport. The real reason for the abrupt ending, to be honest, is a software malfunction which almost cost me this podcast. Thankfully, I was able to retrieve most of it, save the end, but it did cost me an entire episode of another one, which I have to re-record. Boo, hiss, grr, etc. Hopefully that'll be worth the wait. That's with green politician Sertia McHugh about the Irish general election, housing Trump, the general state of the world, and young people in politics. If you did enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, 